Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Global Shapers community in Cambridge. Today, we are welcoming Zoe Sinclair. Zoe is the co-founder of This Can Happen Workplace Mental Health Conference. Zoe, thank you very much for accepting. Thank you very much for accepting to have a chat. Can you tell us? Can you tell us a bit about your background and uh, what brought you to create uh, This Can Happen? Absolutely, and lovely to be with you. Um, yes, yeah, so essentially, I have been working in the field of staff engagement uh, for many, many years. And around 2017, 2016, 2017, it became very clear to me that workplaces were, well, they knew that they had to start talking to their staff about mental health but they didn't really know how. And mental health is obviously known to be a very stigmatized subject and in the workplace especially. People worry about talking about mental health for fear of their jobs, for fear of rising up the ranks uh, and, and all sorts of different things. So I felt that we really needed to bring workplaces together to talk a lot more about mental health. And so this basically led to me and two other um, mental health advocates um, in the UK setting up a platform that we call This Can Happen, which provided an opportunity for workplaces to come together to talk about uh, and to discuss the, the challenges um, as well as the successes behind mental health strategies that might they might have put in place in their workplaces. So it was an opportunity then for the delegates who perhaps wanted to start some kind of mental health journey but didn't know how to listen to other workplaces who perhaps had done this already or had started or had done various different projects in some areas and those delegates could learn from them. So mm. we started our first conference um, in mm. 2018 yeah. and very much based in the UK and yeah. we have grown ever since and have now got much more of a global platform um, and yeah, that, that, that's, this can happen in a nutshell. Fantastic. And when we speak about mental health, can you perhaps um, specify a bit what do we mean? Because it feels to me that mental health is a broad term. That's a very good question. So in my eyes, I look and believe that there is a spectrum of mental mm-hmm. health. Yeah. And, 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 our, and our, the work that I do very, very much concentrates on the mental health, well, put it this way, I everybody has health, everyone has mental health and everyone has physical health. Yeah. Some of us have challenge, more challenges in one area than the other. Some of us are challenged much more by our physical health than our mental health, and some of us are challenged much more by our mental health yeah. than our physical health. But for me, as I said, mental health is on a spectrum. And we look at everyday things such as grief, such as divorce and separation, such as work stress affecting our mental health. 
and the way that we wake up every morning and what do those things do to us and how do they make us feel all the way to those people that have a severe diagnosis and perhaps take medication um, and, and how that affects their lives. So I think mental health is very, very broad, very broad. Mm. Um, but we look at all those forms. So I, I'm a strong believer in mental health is not just about a diagnosis from a doctor. Um, it's mm. much more than that. <laughs> and can you perhaps talk us a bit about um, what uh, what is what is typically causing a mental health issue? Uh, in our pre-recording chat, you made a very interesting analogy when you told me just like just like you can wake up and you can feel you have a back in your paint, you can wake up and you may feel, um, for example, you can feel sad. How yes. is? Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm not a doctor. So I don't know the, the, the scientific, I don't yeah. know all the scientific uh, works behind mental health, but I think there are, there are a number of, uh, of reasons why. Um, I would say just for my own self, that I know if I wake up, well, if I have a bad night's sleep, for example, yeah. I can wake up in the morning and I just don't feel right mentally that I feel more confused that I don't have as much clarity that everything that I do feels like so much hard work than it normally does and for me that is affecting my mental health on a you know on on that day but other things that you know mental health there's a very big genetic link um you know a lot of people who suffer with their mental health um perhaps members of their families also suffer. And that, that's, you know, a big a scientific, uh, a scientific line. Um, people have um, traumatic events that happen in their life um, yes. and they then suffer mental health. I, I'm not doing this answer justice because I'm not a doctor and not talking about, about it um, scientifically, but I think, Poor mental health can be caused by a huge amount of things and can just be a general sort of imbalance in you uh, that you're born with um, or can happen as a consequence of something that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the case of the professional environment, what do you think are the effective measurements, the classical effective measurements that uh, companies can take to make sure their staff are feeling good from a mental health perspective? Yes. So that's like the million dollar question. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, in a recent survey uh, or piece of research um, that This Can Happen did um, in, in 2018, we, there's a statistic that sort of uh, a lot of people quote to say that one in four people will suffer from poor mental health. Our research had a very big survey pool of thousands of people, found that nine in 10 people, so nearly everyone will suffer with mental, poor mental health at some point in their lives. Yeah. So, for the workplace to reduce stigma 
of mental health is is what is needed. Some people feel that having leadership from this right at the top is the key to creating great um, environments that can support staff. So that is definitely one way when you get the leader right at the top saying, either talking about a personal experience that you know um, has affected their own mental health or is just constantly acknowledging that mental health is part of their staff DNA and that he tells them that they can take a break, that he understands mental health. And that's a very, very powerful message. Um, however, sort of counter to that, if you have a, I know, 30-year-old, 25, 30, 35-year-old in the workplace that's hearing a leader talk about mental health, I have heard many people say to me that that doesn't help them because they feel that they have still got their own journey in their workplace to climb and they've still got a long way to go but the senior leaders that are talking about mental health have got to the top of their career already and have nothing to lose by talking about mental health so which is a very valid point um, and I'm sure senior leaders the genuine senior leaders that are saying all these things for the right reasons I'm sure don't feel that but I do understand from a younger person's point of view you know, you think, oh, you've got it all. You've reached the top of your position. You've got nothing to worry about when it comes to work. But, uh, you know, but I still do. So I think senior leadership is only one part. And disseminating this idea throughout the organization to have managers at different levels trained to understand um, uh, what mental health is um, and to have those regular conversations throughout the organization um, is just as important. Um, One little practical thing that I've thought was such a good idea, um, and I know it's a huge organization, but Unilever has something called a wellbeing passport. And when somebody at any level joins their organization, Um, they have their first discussion with their first manager about what their well-being is like, um, what helps them with their well-being, what makes them the most effective employee, what what obstacles they are. And that well-being passport stays with them throughout their career at Unilever. Now, if that doesn't create a positive message about mental health from the minute you start working at that place you know what else does that's not coming from right 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 at the top that's you and your own personal well-being passport that you share with everybody at each part of your journey so I think it's um it's it's very important to be having these conversations right across the board and at what moment do you reckon is it advisable for someone to share personal experience? Because I think very often mental health can be linked to your personal circumstances. For example, if you're undertaking, well, to take an extreme example, if you're undertaking divorce 
or if just there is some some problem going on in your mental in in your private life. Um, wondering. So yeah. Um, so you, when is the right time to share? Do you mean? Uh, my question is more about uh, what do you think is right to share and what is not right to share. Yes, uh, I think that's a really uh, that's a really good question, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I yeah. think it's I think the workplaces with the best um, understanding of mental health yeah. will enable. The work that that individual to tell their story or share their experience only if that individual wants to but that they yeah. know that they can yes. so there are plenty of people there are plenty of people that might suffer with their mental health but it doesn't mean they have to talk about it all the time it's yeah. about knowing they are working in a culture that will support them if they wanted to. And I think that's a very, very important point. Yes, it's about creating the environment where people can feel that they can share if they want to. Exactly. It is not talking about um, having a good mental health strategy and a great place to work does not mean that every single person is constantly talking about their mental health and constantly, you know, telling these stories and everything. Yes. Personal storytelling is a really great way to start conversations, no doubt about it. Some people say that personal stories are the, the most powerful way for us to learn about mental health um, and, and really hear it from you know, an individual's perspective. But that doesn't mean that every single person wants to do it, um, but that, that they know they can they have the opportunity in the environment to say, do you know what? I'm not feeling so great today. I need to sort of, I need a bit of time out today. I'm going to carry on with my work today. Just, you know, I'm fine, but just so you know. And without, and then they know that somebody's not going to say, oh, well, that's not great. And that's not very good. And for them to refer up to the manager and say, oh, you know what, so-and-so is not working. You know, it's about creating that environment to say, I'm just not okay today. Is that all right? Yeah, I see. Um, so to change, to change gears slightly, we're living in this online world. I'm wondering what are, in your opinion, the main, uh, the main challenges that are brought by the online interaction with respect to mental health? Yes. So for all the fantastic things that have enabled us during this year, especially, um, there are a lot of negatives. And I think mm. this online world has definitely created burnout, I think, in a lot of uh, people that they may not have experienced before because it's so easy to be constantly online. Um, and you kind of blur the boundaries between home life and work life, basically. Um, and obviously, burnout is a huge contributor uh, to, to poor mental health. So I think that's, yeah. that's definitely one um, issue. Okay. I think another issue 
Can you just specify for our for our audience what is actually burn um, burnout? How is it different from just you know feeling tired or? Yes, so I think it's consistently feeling tired, consistently feeling that you're not operating at the best of your ability. You are uh, just feeling that it, it could, for some people, it can actually be more of a manic feeling that you're constantly working the whole, whole time, but actually you're not being as effective. It can also go with not sleeping. There are so many different signs, but it's effectively that you're, you know, you're, you're deplete, your resources are depleted um, when it comes to, to work. And it's sort of that next step from chronic stress. So it's, you know, the next step, which isn't a good step. Yeah. Um, the other um, one of the other issues I think with online life that we're living is that it's much harder to pick up signs of someone else that might be suffering I think yeah. it's very easy for um, people to <laughs> having, a, having a conversation you're seeing their head and their shoulders. You're not seeing anything else. It's very difficult for you to read body language. And I think it's much yeah. easier just to put on a smile when you're looking at somebody in the camera and having an online conversation with them rather than being able to pick up on all those nuances and other things that you can see when you're with somebody face to face. And when you manage teams, yeah. very very difficult to keep picking up on the, those cues and you have to work extra hard at doing that which in turn puts more um, you know it's harder for managers to pick up all the signs on their teams you have to work extra hard so I think that's a really big issue that it's very hard to look after it's much harder to look after each other when you're online yeah. like this. Is it possible for a person to self-check, you know, self-check if they're not burned out or self-check, you know, that if they're doing all right mentally? Yeah, I, I as I said, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, uh, so I don't know exactly what those are, but I am 100% positive that if you were to go online and sit and look at, signs to see if I'm burnt out there would be a whole checklist of things um, and in fact um, I, I know of online surveys uh, that are online that you can sort of check your own burnout and where you are and that some people sort of have it in their diary that they do one of these every quarter so that they can keep a check um, on themselves to see kind of where they score every quarter um, and just sort of, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep watching. Look, I think a lot of us know, as I, I think I mentioned earlier, I know that if I'm not sleeping or, you know, I'm eating far too much rubbish food, yeah. I know those are my signs that I'm just not quite, you know, on top of things and I need to pull myself back a bit. Um, other people have lots and lots of signs 
um, that they, you know, they constantly use. And I think it's about learning ourselves a bit better and learning what the good, the good is. Yeah. And when that fluctuates a little bit, that's the time that we have to kind of take stock and think about where we are. And what do you reckon? In case you recognize that someone may be having a problem, whether it is through the online interaction or by face-to-face interaction, what do you reckon is a good way to support this person? Another excellent question. And that's one of the hardest things to do, to be honest. Um, Because a lot of people that might be having a difficult time don't want to accept it. So So that's the first thing that can happen. Um, and you can, um, you know, in a very gentle way, um, ask if they're okay, but not just, are you okay? It's about asking again and getting a proper, you know, it's so easy for us to say, hello, how are you? Yes, I'm fine. How are you? Yes. But it's saying, no, how are you really? I notice that you're looking a little bit tired. Is everything okay? Yes. Yep, everything's fine. Are you sure everything's fine? Because I have to tell you, I haven't been sleeping so well at the moment and I'm finding very things tough. And I think it works very well when you start talking a little bit about yourself to open up yourself a bit to give to somebody else. Um, And then sometimes they open up. If you are seriously worried about someone, um, if they work... Um, very often a workplace will have a number of places for uh, uh, an employee to go to for further help. Yeah. Um, uh, something called an employee assistance program, uh, an EAP is often yeah. a very good starting point where they have counsellors available uh, for people to go to. Um, I think it's very important though that if you are worried about someone, that you don't try to solve the problem, but you try to signpost them to someplace else. And there are so many fantastic resources out there um, on every kind of single topic of mental health. And a good friend would signpost people to those places and listen rather than giving yeah. their point of view and pretending that they know the solutions. Yeah. Another question that I wanted to ask you is that it seems to me, at least in my opinion, that one of the problems with in the online world is that you simply don't get to meet other people. Um, so I'm wondering, this again is probably a very difficult question, but I'm wondering how can you, is there a way in which you can... Um, make kind of replicate this real you know face-to-face human connection which is probably lacking for a lot of people at the moment yeah um i think the the rates of loneliness um over this last year have soared hugely um and i you know it, it we are social humans are are social beings and we have had that taken away from us um even um 
and as strange as it might sound, I understand the concept of loneliness, even if you are living with other people. Um, in this state in the world that we're in, you can still be lonely, even if you're surrounded by people. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the, 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 a lot of the focus of the work that I do is, is very much on, on the workplace. Yeah. And I've really seen some very innovative ways that workplaces have really tried to bring people together, um, the fully appreciating that many of their staff are living alone or just, you know, living a very lonely, lonely life over the last few months, last year. Um, so there have been some really great things, but they have been set up by individuals. And it's very easy for us to, um, I suppose in all aspects of life, for us to complain about things. And one of these things is to complain that I'm lonely, for example, but it's up to us to try and be proactive ourselves. And so many of these great um, online events that people have uh, organized in their workplace have stemmed from them themselves. So I urge people to think of innovative ideas themselves. Um, workplaces have always been so receptive to, you know, new ideas when it doesn't have to be a HR idea. It doesn't have to come from the top. It can come from within and say, I want to do this this week. I want to do, and um, I had one really lovely thing that grew from a very, very small seed to something much bigger. Um, a workplace set up their own playlist. Yeah. And they, um, a couple of people got together, or maybe it was just one person, and announced that there was a, uh, a, a playlist for everybody to start contributing to. Um, and slowly, slowly, this playlist started to grow and grow and grow. And people loved that. And people identified with the certain music that was on this playlist. And each week they would do things like, um, right, we want your best songs linked to a certain, I know, linked to the weather, for example. Yes. So everybody had to... Um, upload songs that were linked to the weather and a WhatsApp group came about out of it and suddenly new people are talking and they're talking about music and they've got a playlist I know that's a very simple little thing but it, it can start very small and grow into something uh, really nice yeah fantastic it sounds like an opportunity to meet colleagues that perhaps you don't get to meet uh, otherwise yes exactly to finish off, the last question I wanted to ask you is uh, if you think that there is any correlation between the industry in which a person is working and the amount of mental health problems that they may be experiencing? Oh, that is an interesting question. Oh. Uh, that's a really, really interesting question. Um, look, I think there is no doubt about it that some specific industries might cause more trauma than others. You know, we look at the key workers in the, the you know, the NHS here in the UK, as an example, this year. You know, it's a, it's a, 
it's an example that you know we we've applauded the NHS for all the wonderful work that they have been doing but I'm sure many of them there's going to be a, 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 a crisis for a lot of those people working um, and that's not can't compare to anything that many other industries see. Um, however, there are other industries that are um, have a higher risk, for example, of suicide than other industries. Uh, the construction industry is unfortunately yeah. known for that. Uh, for the obvious reasons that it's, you know, uh, there are more opportunities. Mm. Um, uh, but whether or not that that's due to actually the nature of their work that they're that uh, that, that they take their lives is a is a different matter. Um, I have to be honest. I think it's a a really tough question, and I don't know yeah. the actual answer to it. Um, work many industries work. Is, is, is very, very stressful. And, uh, you know, whether you're a lawyer, a banker, uh, a graphic designer, you work in insurance, we all have stressful days at work. Some people are able to manage it better than others. Some people find it really, really a challenge. And this is what, you know, understanding our mental health is all about. And this is why we have to come together to try and be more open and honest with each other about yeah. how our work affects our mental health. Not all poor mental health comes from work at all. But for some people, work does create poor mental health. And that is something that we have to work towards addressing. I see. Thank you very much, Zoe, for, uh, for your time. It was really interesting to hear your insight. Absolute pleasure to join you. Thank you so much.